I hope your day is full of lima beans and green beans and black beans and string beans and garbanzo beans and I'm out of beans. Jelly beans? Jelly beans. Let's get diet. Let's get diabetes. Why the fuck not? Happy Wednesday, guys. Um, we have a new episode of Shank for you with the one, the only Beth Stelling. But before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Beth Stelling, there's just something I want to tell you about, and that's oh yeah, socks. Oh yeah. Look down at your feet right now. Are you wearing socks? If you're not, ask yourself why, you dirty little piggy. Get some socks. Cover those toes, whether you're into aliens or plants or donuts, there's a pair of socks for you. They make great birthday gifts. I'm thinking of you gifts. Sorry I fucked your friend. Have a pair of socks. Thanks for hosting me. Have a pair of socks. Shop oya.com. That's three O's H Y E A H dot com. Discount code Sarah S A R A 10 for 10% off unique sock designs. No matter what you're into, there's a pair of socks for you. They make great Mother's Day presents, Father's Day presents, um, graduation gifts, all of the things. And they're fun. Get a pair of socks. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Discount code Sarah 10, S-A-R-A 10. Um, Before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Beth, I just want to remind you that I am going to be at Nightcap on Thursday. That's Thursday, this Thursday, tomorrow, 420. And then next week, I am coming to uh, Westside Comedy Theater. I'll be there um, April 27th. And then on Friday, May 3rd, I'm coming to El Cid in Silver Lake to do the Lit Show, dropping by that. And then I'm going to Texas, yeehaw, back in Texas, May 7th through the 12th. On the 10th, Kim and I are co-headlining at Sunset Room in Austin, so look out for tickets to that as well and more Austin dates coming. And then in June, I will be in Arizona with Kim Congdon. That's June 23rd and June 24th. And then for more dates at Princess Shank on all things. And let's get into this week's episode of Shank with the one and the only Beth Stelling. All right, here it is. Guys, welcome to another episode of Shank. I'm Sarah Weinshank, and today's guest is one of my good friends, comedian Beth Stelling. Good to be back. Glad to have you back. Bit of a hoarse voice here for me today. You've been living. I've been yelling at men. Have you? It's my job. On stage or in your personal? (laughs) You get paid to yell at men. How can I monetize this? How do I, it would be interesting to become a dom like right now for me at like 36 I'm like <laughs> second half of my life I'm a dominant matrix I've had enough <laughs> that's my villain story I'm like sit down <laughs> I mean I yeah to me and that would never lead to anything sexual but maybe it, it's not for everybody some people do just like getting yelled at I do think people like getting yelled at yeah, yeah. and like I, I told mean, what to do yeah You know, people are just like, I don't want to make any more decisions in my life. Mm -hmm. I've had enough. Someone just fucking tell me what to do. Yet. Yeah. There's men that want to be dominated. And yet they complain all the time about their wives doing just that. Right. Telling them what to do. Right. But I feel like it's different when it's like, sit down and let me put my tits in your face versus take out the trash. (laughs) Maybe it's like when you move to LA and take like a terrible expensive acting class and they're like, you either need to lose 20 pounds or gain 20 pounds. These wives (laughs) need to be like, you either need to get super fucking mean or really nice right about now. Yeah. Because just her undercurrent of not 
just kind of a bitch is not working for him. She neither needs to turn it up. Turn it up or turn it up, put some leather on it, get a get a, a whip. <laughs> or <laughs> or put on a dress. Yeah. <laughs> pull out a, put out a book and read to him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I remember I dated a guy and I, he would read to me and I liked it. Yeah. I, I'm looking for a guy to like braid my hair. Yes. Read me poems. Pet my head. But then he would still have to fuck you good because so that you respect of course, him. Of course. Right. <laughs> you can't yeah. just be like, he's you, reading me books and we're not having sex. Yeah. Like, that's weird. <laughs> to me, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think there can be like, to me, great sex is, is good intimacy. Right. Um, And I don't know. I, I Have you been? Watching Love is Blind season four, the newest one? I'm not on season four. Okay. Look, I'm ashamed uh, that I've watched it. I love Love is Blind. I took a minute. I haven't watched season four, but I've seen all the others. Okay. I understand. I mean, it's reality television. And now I think we're because it, it's in the zeitgeist and everyone knows about it, it will edge more and more towards Bachelor where people go on the show to like so they can later sell gummy vitamins on Instagram. I think we're approaching that part of Love is Blind. Whereas before they were here for the right reason. I think I just found a new path. (laughs) I'm going on Love is Blind and I'm dropping my CBD gummies. Look out for it. I'm on board for that for you. (laughs) Right? But I'm like, okay, the reason I brought it up is just because, well, first of all, have you ever read any books by Bell Hooks? No. Okay, so there are some men this season that are clearly in search of their whole selves. And Bell Hooks is is a, a feminist author. Okay. And essentially, you know, one of the main tenets of a lot of her writing is you cannot, like, domination and love cannot exist. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And I think a lot of wires get crossed there. And um, patriarchy's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it harms men and it harms women. And to be a feminist doesn't mean you hate men. In fact, it means often that you, that you love men. And you mm-hmm. want more for them than just for them to cut, cut themselves off in their emotions. Mm-hmm. So that all their emotions come out as, as rage. Right. The reason I bring it up is because I feel like Marshall on this season has to have read Bell Hooks or is on that tip. Why? What's and same deal? for Brett. What's going um, on with that? They're just whole men feeling them whole and feeling men. And he got, I don't want to, this would be spoilers, but I'll just, without spoiling too much, I just okay. will say he was, he's a great example of how hard it is to be a fully realized, full feeling man, male in America. And the great example in this, just like I think it's important to watch that Michael Do- uh, Jackson documentary where we see that the, the power that men can have over their male victims, mm-hmm. because often it's just like, sorry, I'm getting to the, I'm really getting into this stuff right away. No, yeah, yeah. It's you fine. know, you can count on me to come in and do this. Yeah, I like this. Um, <laughs> but like so often we hear like women who are abused or victims. It's like, why did you go back? And why? So to see those young men love Michael Jackson and see it from a male perspective, it can totally shift things for you. Right. So I think in this season of Love is Blind, you're able to get a really clear picture of how women can be damaging and proponents of patriarchy. Well, and that's in the Marshall and I don't want to tell you who relationship. I like how we're dissecting love is blind mm-hmm. in a yeah. through a feminist and we can move lens. On. Yeah, we can, no, we can, no, 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 no. I like it. That, I feel like I just got smarter. Okay, good. I learned good. about Belle. Belle Hooks. And that's no, no, it's not as in uh, Beauty and the Beast. There's no E on the end of her name. B-E-L. B-E-L. B-E-L-L. Sorry. Hooks. Oh. I would suggest any book by her if you're listening. It could change your life. Really? Start with The Will to Change, I would say. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so helpful. What, in what way? Um, I would just say like, if you want a partner that can learn to fully be themselves and experience intimacy and all, all the layers of that, like. Right. Because it's, I think it's really hard for men to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's and hard women for too, me to and, be and, and women can be the reason that they're not, you know, and that's kind of what I mean. It's sort of like the reason I even thought of it is you saying like, I said, I like intimacy in relationships, you know, um, that would be good sex for me is to connect and then have great sex. Um, and some people's approach to that is like, yeah, but then also like be rough with me and choke me. And I'm saying for me, those two can't exist. Okay. Yeah. Because they're based in violence and <laughs> domination. And I think to explore those in a healthy way could be possible, but I don't personally do it. But I guess to me, if I can try to summarize a little bit of that book that I'm, you asked uh -huh. about, it would be men are raised. They're sort of like, oftentimes they experience what could be considered maternal sadism where they're very, they're loved and coddled as little boys and they're precious and all their emotions are appreciated and explored. And they reach an age, usually in adolescence where their mother will almost cut that off so that he's able to go to school and not be called the a F mama. word or, okay. you know, a homo or anything that would involve him not being tough and man and, you yeah. know, um, and because that's, often a core wound they will then later find women and repeatedly test them and test them and test them to see if oh, they I've, too I've will tested. to see if they too will leave and create that cut off they experience them with that that gentleness from their mother that is no longer there so they can toughen up and face the world right and then the woman will eventually leave and they've just proven the point right so that's like a just one i'm glazing over Things. But can I be choked by a man that I love? That <laughs> that is the question. Well, I think it has to taste the right person and why. Do you know what I mean? Like, right? Like, I'm what someone part who about is like me. Like, are why my are wires you so crossed? fucked up that you need that? Are my wires crossed? <laughs> yeah, potentially. But again, I'm someone who doesn't want to like, be choked. Yeah, I think I need I need to read some other books on that so I can better understand it. I mean, we opened the conversation talking about doms and that. You know. <laughs> I know, yeah, we're really so, getting into it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it hasn't like, even been that, 10 minutes. Because <laughs> that is foreign to me. Like, even like if I've played like teacher, student role play or something like okay. you've been a very naughty boy, yeah. you know, like, and if you don't answer this question, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> so you turned that on really well. <laughs> I feel like you've played role play teacher often. <laughs> that I could get into. I'm comfortable with and stuff. Uh-huh. But it would still be like connecting and good touching. And for me, again, this is all me. Okay. Everybody is different. No, but it's, yeah. it's interesting to me. I can get there like that, but I I can't get into like actually like hurting someone, I guess. or. But like if it's not, like when I'm getting choked, I'm not like, oh, I feel like I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's more good. like, it's more like, oh, I'm alive. Okay. But then I'm sure that that's. And it's at the hands of him. He could, he, he brought you into this world and he can take <laughs> you right out of it. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, yeah. No, I also I feel like either. if it's like within the, um, within a relationship that's safe and healthy and there's yeah. trust and intimacy and you guys have been together for a long time, then like introducing different types of that stuff is like fun and almost, um, it builds a different type of intimacy because you're trusting the person. Cause I, you're not gonna I let someone who you don't trust 
choke you. Right. And you also like, don't want to pressure a man who says, I don't feel comfortable doing that to you. You're not going to choke me. To I'll do find it. someone who or will. Call, <laughs> or by calling him a pussy, right? Right. Because then you are being the terrible. The misogynistic uh, You're being misogynistic. You're being, uh, uh, you're inflicting patriarchy upon this man. Who's yeah. basically saying that, because we're, we're kind of saying like all men are, have this, or like they also use Hulk as an example and how many boys like could relate to that. Like they keep everything under wraps, but when something comes and pisses us off, we're like Hulk out yeah. and that's oh, accepted yeah. behavior. And that's kind of the only emotion that's allowed right. and they're shoving everything else down right. their emotions because crying's not manly <laughs> and you know, whatever it is. And to survive at school, oftentimes that's the path of least resistance or in sports programs or in whatever. So the thing that stood out to me about love is blind this season was seeing these amazing men share their emotions, be there for each other. Say like, if that's not what you want, that's, that's not what you do. And that in you're no less of a man. Yeah. I like that. I also think that, um, like you were saying earlier, like when I'm in a relationship with a dude, I notice that when I lead with vulnerability, then they mm -hmm. feel like it's safe for them to do that too. 100%. And also vice versa. Like when I've been with guys who lead with vulnerability and they're like, Hey, let's talk about this. I'm like, thank fucking God. Mm -hmm. Cause like having to talk about things sometimes is, can be so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. I, and, and me saying all this stuff doesn't mean that I don't get uncomfortable or I don't have trouble or shut down or get very quiet. There's things in my body and mind do to me. That I'm like, what I, the yeah. fuck? Okay, let's talk about it. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's I like can, I can basically go like, yeah, go comatose for me, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can just totally clock out and need time, and yeah, I'm, I guess I'm like sort of freeze, and I get very tired. So there's things that happen to to my body where it's like if there's conflict or something, I for sure I'm like, and then I just need time to to recover. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel like magnets, you know, magnets. If you're both turned away, you just repel each other. And all it really takes is one person turning to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a good else, analogy. When someone else turns, you can be like, okay, I can too. Or oops, sorry for the sound. I was doing my magnet act out. <laughs> your magnet act out. Which I'll be working out later at the comedy store. <laughs> your magnet um, act out was worth it. <laughs> oh, I did it again. It's okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Are we, but we're both single right now. Are you single? I am, are you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. How long have you been single for? What if I was like, uh, 444 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> since January. I okay. did the thing where you break up at the new year because he didn't get me what I wanted for Hanukkah. And that's eight tries. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke I wrote. Okay. Um, yeah, no, we broke up at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We went to a wedding together on New Year's because we had plans to do that. And it was mm -hmm. sort of our swan song. It was fun. I mean, like it was fun and it wasn't. Um, but it well, was nice. So did you know like. Oh, yes. This, we talk. Go, we go to the wedding and then we go our separate yeah. ways. Yeah. So it was interesting. That was like an undercurrent, I would say. It wasn't like, here's the plan. Sign here. You know, and, let's, <laughs> and everybody else knows. It was more like, let's keep this under wraps. Like. It wasn't faking it because we really do love each other. So it was like, let's enjoy this time. It, you know, when it's, I don't know, it, it's almost like it's, it was better to, to just go to the wedding together. Cause one of my, there's an example I had, I had of this that made me think of it where it's better to just do it and then kind of tell them later. Oh, I know. Like, and I feel bad bringing this up cause it's someone I care about, but it's like the day of my special, someone was like, I can't make it. My friend killed themselves. And it's like, what if you waited until after my <laughs> taping to tell me that? You know, I love you very much. But now I'm like on the way to the theater, like, 
I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I gotta go do these bits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, suicide is a very heavy real thing that happens and it shouldn't be you know like not told i'm glad they told me but yeah i think it's sort of like let's not tell the wedding couple we're breaking up at, before At we go wedding. to their wedding <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah, was sort yeah. of like we both love them let's, let's just have a united front them. for the wedding yeah let's go support them and try to have fun put our problems aside it was interesting right because it could have been maybe a last chance to be like so the things you've drawn boundaries about or the things you've asked me to do this weekend i will do those things right to, to show you that maybe someday right out the window <laughs> i'm walking home alone in new orleans like no. i can't be around that no yeah. no my our other friend walked me home but it was no. one of those things where it was like okay so the last weekend you couldn't even do the, do the protocol we, we we set no <laughs> no protocol and you're also like and then also it's upsetting because you're like at a wedding so yeah. you're like seeing like best case scenario everything works out like in this moment and you're like Wow, must be nice to have that type of love because I, know. I clearly don't like that. I know their song was "Real Love." Father John Misty was so. Oh, cute. I, I love, love that song. They're a lovely couple. The food was delicious. We had fun. We. Danced. I don't know why I thought you said we were going to say the food was disgusting. No, it was, it was delicious. It would be so it funny incredible. if you came on here and just started <laughs> their talking. Their food <laughs> was gross. Chicken tastes like no, rubber. It was incredible. <laughs> and we did a what is it a second line through New Orleans? The when you follow the band, second line. Yeah. I don't know. Someone's listening, calling me an idiot. It's not third line. It's <laughs> second line. You follow a band. You're the one the with all streets. the factoids. <laughs> so like, are you on any dating apps? No. Since? no. And if I am, it's some sort of glitch in Raya's system. You know what I mean? When you like <laughs> yeah. try to delete it, but you can't, like you can never get out of LinkedIn. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like that. All yeah. Right. Oh, well then I'm sure I could, my profile could be existing like Tattered, well, do you have like any? a tattered flag in the wind. <laughs> do you have any desire to be on there? Absolutely not. I think it's a full scam. And yeah, I've met saying. people that have ruined my life on there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone I've met on there has ruined my life in some <laughs> way. And I feel like maybe I've ruined others' lives. Look, uh, I'm willing to take some responsibility as well for ignoring just blatant red flags. So, yeah, oh that's kind God. of on me. Hold on. Let me read you. The, <laughs> let me read you what I just got this fucking message from someone Ooh. on Raya. This oh yeah, please crazy. do. So you're on, what, what are you on? Unless you don't want to share. I'm on Raya. Okay. Which is a scam and there's tons of just um, unemployed people on there. Let me, yeah, no, unemployed DJs. Let me show you the message. Where is it? I think this it's become the, like a site to find a sugar mama if I'm not mistaken. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Someone, okay, first message. Where is it? Sorry. Here we go. Did he unmatch me? <gasps> Oh no, he didn't. He didn't. Oh, he said God. he writes his phone number out and he says, "Just wrote a script. Want to read it and do a date?" And then writes his phone number out again, and I oh, write back, no. "LOL, no." <laughs> and then I say, "That's a super weird message to send someone first thing." Yeah. What if? It's in, but when you say write out the number, is it because like on Craigslist or no, 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 on Airbnb they don't like let you send your email, so you have to write. My number is like one. Two. I don't know why he wrote out his number twice. That made me nervous too. Like, please call me, read yeah. my script, meet with me. And, and it's like, it's you're like use a pill container so you know when you did take yeah. the Adderall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? You need to flip that up. And if they're gone, you already took it. You already took it. That was one that was an issue. Then someone said, ciao. <laughs> How'd they spell it? French or? C-I-A-O. Okay. What is that? French? Oh, Francais. Oui, oui. Well, I mean, you should write. When you you want to write something back in French? 
No, I don't want to write back. <laughs> just write back, hola. Because when he said ciao, I was already like, I'm out. Yeah, I is get that, that? But like, the, there's something wrong with me that like I get the ick from someone just saying ciao. But I'm like, who do you think you are, bro? Yeah, we're on an app. I know. Unless he was saying like ciao. I'm learning French lately. What's something you're into? <laughs> yeah, it's like so now I'm weird. second guessing everything. I'm like, I took French forever. I'm like, Charles French? French. I'm second guessing everything. I'm trying to think of like a greeting that you would give. Um, Someone on Raya? Yeah, in a, a non-formal greeting en français. Ciao. I'm really good. Uh, do you speak French? Je parle un peu français. That sounded like you speak French. I speak a little bit of French. Have you been to France? I have been. I went with um, the guy I loved so much in college. We dated after college. I finally snagged him. Um, his mom was a French teacher. And oh, I like that. He grew up fluent and going there. His, his sister actually ended up marrying a French guy. And so they went there a lot. And um, we went to Paris and then a little island called Ile de Ray. Rode bikes around. Well, that sounds fancy. Got baguettes in a shop. It was beautiful. I want someone to have baguettes with in a shop, and then I want them to choke it's me. It's over Respectfully for me. choke <laughs> Respect, me. With baguette. With yeah, said baguette. Yeah, yeah. Up against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. He just messaged you, and you said no. Yeah, right? That was, that was your just, end. You just had the chance to have a little Frenchman. No, because he said ciao, and then he said some other stuff. And I, I skimmed bon and home. scanned what I saw, and I said, I will not be reading past the ciao. Yeah. You ever do that? Get, here's my other thing. I think 90 Day Fiance has harmed, in a, in a, I would say in a negative, stereotypical way, sometimes my view of foreigners. Because I've watched it so much, it's like, well, they're all just trying to get in here. Yeah. Meanwhile, our yeah. country is a hellscape. I'm trying <laughs> well, to get out of probably, here, dude. I was just going to say, they're, they're probably like, please. It's like, like, when I'm gay, rescuing it's you. like when homophobes are like, every gay man wants to fuck me. <laughs> Americans are like, oh, the foreigners want to marry me. It's like, pl bitch, please, you're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to fuck you, actually. It's like you're actually eating Arby's. I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to be around you long term. <laughs> long John lucky. Silver's, like, what? <laughs> like, American. America, disgusting. <laughs> Mountain Dew, no. We got, we got a lot of nasty stuff with zero regulations. <laughs> yeah, dude. Red Forty. Want Skittles some just went belly up. Skittles, they're like you they can't eat them. Poison, right? I saw someone. Can I tell you this? Mm -hmm. No. <gasps> Did you? Sorry. No. What? Remember when you eat so many Skittles and put them in the roof of your mouth, and okay. they would get so hard it was like a fake retainer. Yes. Okay. So what were you gonna say? I sorry, saw a friend, an acquaintance, if you will. Okay. Munching on a bag of Skittles, and I was judging her, and I was like, "No!" I was like, "In twenty twenty three, you're eating Skittles." You know, Sarah was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like anyone have a bong?" Abienta. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So nobody's on there that you found that you've been actually messaging with, right? No. Now. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you one thing that did happen to me. I may have shared this on another pod, but it's fine. It's, I matched. I, I didn't get to okay, hear so it. I, <clears throat> Because normally I love like a hot old. That's my mm. thing. Right now or always? I like hot older guys with like tattoos. Mm. Yeah, like distinguished men who have never okay. committed. And I'm like, I will change him. This is fine. He'll choke me. We'll be in love. Like this is the protocol. He'll choke me for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then I'm like... I'm like, well, maybe the problem is I'm going too old and I'm like trying to teach an old dog new tricks okay. and like, let's try younger. Let's see. Maybe I, I can like, it. maybe I can mold them like a Play-Doh. This is what, this is my sick 
head. I'm like, I'm like still impressionable. Maybe he doesn't know that he wants a wife yet. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm thinking. Like, because is one of your, and it's okay. Is one of your goals marriage or your, I don't know anymore. Okay. Just curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's one of those like questions of like, it's basically like, you know, do you want a kid? It's like, what? If I had the right partner. It's like asking, like, do you want a 40 year career? Like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. How could I possibly answer I don't that? know. And it would have to be with the right person. Yes. And like, what's her name that was dating? Olivia Wilde. I'm like, I'm going to go Olivia Wilde up in this bitch. She got Harry Styles. She, Let, oh, right. Like, maybe I'll flip the script, do something different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I go on a date with this 24 year old. That's, okay. that's young. Yeah, that is young. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. He was an alien. Okay. An alien. Like, I'm hanging out with him, and I'm like, oh, this is a boy. And then- More and then, childlike, though, as well. Like, you know, just because we're comics. Right. But so, like, it was fine enough. I sit down. This is our first date. I'm like, okay. He's like, you, you want a coffee? Well, he's like, meet me at this coffee shop. He buys himself a coffee, not me a coffee. Stop. I had to buy my own coffee. Now I'm on a date with this 24-year-old, and I'm like, I'm buying my own coffee? Like, a coffee? It's not even that expensive. Oh, it's like, I know. you know, less than $10. Depends on where you are. It could be $220. could yeah. be $560. Exactly. So... At this point, I'm like, okay, this is already a no. Then he starts telling me about his divorce. Stop. <laughs> Divorced at 24. He's got a child in another state. No. And like, the more I'm sitting with him, the more I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like, g- fucking God's laughing at me. He's like, oh, you think you're going to get off with like this oh like young dude who doesn't have any responsibilities. And I'm sitting there. This is like a 16 year old being like, look. <laughs> I lost my job. I had to dip into my 401k. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're not okay because you're 24 and you're in the middle of a divorce and you just had a baby. Where is he from? Some small state. Iowa? And then I go home. I look at his Ohio. ex-girlfriend. I'm like, mm. let's see what's, what really is going on. Then I'm like, it I understand. Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was one of the more recent ones wow and that's a real human that's tough that's a real human and then you is have there to, any part of me is like did he show you a picture of his kid sometimes i'm like is that real no i, I didn't want to see a picture yeah, of, i don't but hey show me a picture of, or did he You're like this is he may have because i want to be a stepmom i would you i think you know like anything like you said it would take a certain person it would yeah have if to i be fell the, in love with somebody and they had a kid yeah okay but what about their the mom mom yeah, I'm I mean, scared of that. You should be. You should be. <laughs> no, that not you be should be. Oh, look, sometimes if they if they have obviously a red flag is always a guy being like, I date crazy girls. Or and it's like, like my ex wife is coming a from bitch. inside the house. You know, I think you always have to question that if yeah. that's a red flag. Because sure, like, I don't know. I remember one of my exes when he was like, I was trying to get away from him. And um, he was just like, you always have to villainize all your exes. It's like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing one this weekend. You know, like I, I'm still friends with good men. Right, right. That I dated and right, loved. Right. Or we're not friends because respectfully, we had to move on from our lives. It wasn't right. And they have a wife and kids now. Right. But I love them. Right. And they probably think fondly of me. I mean, I, I, I that's what they told my mom the last time they talked to her. So it's sort of like, <laughs> I feel like. Do your exes talk to your mom? Some of them have, yeah. Here and there. Do you like that? Oh my gosh, I was in Florida. Yeah, I don't I mind like it. I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, I was in Florida. I, I bopped over there to see my sister, her family, my oldest sister, her family, and my mom was with them on a little vacation in like the Panhandle area. And my nephew um, brought up 
an X, I guess two X's ago, not this last one, but the one before. And then the other little ones chimed in and they always got his name wrong. And it was like, cause they have, they, they both have, um, hearing loss and so like and of course kids also uh-huh. sometimes talk a little silly too uh-huh. like when she watched uh, beauty and the beast uh-huh. oh my gosh like we come upon the scary castle and she's like is that the beast's house that's so cute it's just like <laughs> one of my favorite quotes of all time is that the beast's house that's so cute anyway she so but yeah my my nephew my he's 13 He's a little atypical and he has a great memory. Like if you ask him about a baseball player, he will know, all the know stats. every team they've been traded to. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. And anyway, so he like remembers all my exes and he'll, even this last one, he's like, so, so what, happened, what happened with you and Chris? You know, and I'm like, well, this is, this is that, what happened. He's like, and you can't have that in a relationship, you know, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then, but this time he didn't bring up my, oh no, he did at dinner, brought up my recent ex, but then we're on a walk and he's like, I miss Gavin. No. <laughs> What's he up to? No. Like, you know, I think he's living in New York. I think he's doing fine. And then the other two chime in and they're like, I remember Gavin. <laughs> and then the youngest one and, and the and Charlie goes, no, you don't. And Grace goes, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't remember his hair or his eyes, but I remember his name. <laughs> That's so funny. It's just so funny to have these little kids around. Cause I, I'm, I'm definitely monogamous, a dater and, and I don't bring all the guys home, but if, I've dated them for more than a year usually. Yeah. And so like, it's funny to have these kids experience an aunt who's not married, who just kind of like dates. Right. And they ha- like have all these uncle figures come and go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our temporary uncles. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, temporary uncle. Um, I, re- I don't remember his hair or his eyes. <laughs> I remember his name. Mm-hmm. My mom... Okay, because, like, every time I, and I do this a lot, like, I go on, like, two dates with a guy. I'm like, oh, this is. This, this is, is it? This is it. Okay. I have a tendency to do that. I get excited because it doesn't well, happen okay. that I'm really into someone. But when I get really into them, it's yeah. normally, like. I can't even imagine being turned on. So this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, so it's, like, if I get really into them and then we're, we're having sex and then they're around for, like, a month or two, right, mm-hmm. normally. my yeah. And then. Normally something happens in that one to two months. Yeah, I mean, that's good that it's quick. Yeah, it's getting quicker the older I get. Because I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah, good. Next. Good. I'm trying to work. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um. So then my mom's like, I told my mama, she's like, listen, Sarah, here's the thing. I can't hear about all these guys or meet them all because then I get attached and then you just take them away from me. And I just can't ride this roller coaster with you anymore. <laughs> I was like, how do you think it feels to be riding the roller coaster? I want off. (laughs) She's like, please, talk about him when it's been six months. Get this thing off me. (laughs) There's a a country song about that, about like your your family, uh, you're breaking more hearts than mine. I think that's what it's called. Oh. It was about you. I love how it's a country song that's like, so if you could stay unhappy for us, (laughs) do it for the family. (laughs) Please. Please. Country songs. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I had, I had an old joke in my last special that was like, I've never, I I forget the exact wording, but like, I've never been broken up with them. I'm undefeated. And then the, the person I dated shortly after that, um, dated is a loose term similarly like we were like seeing each other and did hit it off right away mm-hmm. and and then of course things started to fall apart he was like very particular about what he ate and 
you know, judging me for what I ate when it came to like my sugar intake, which is high. And, um, yeah, but just stuff like, yeah, it was just things were popping up that were like, that this would is bad. bother me. And I was growing less attracted to him. And one time he like worked out and then didn't shower before oh. he got in bed with me. It was just a little like, so maybe <laughs> you are trying to like push me away, but I'm willing to be unhappy with someone for up to three years. So like <laughs> he ended up ending things and I, my ego was hurt for the first time. Cause I haven't, I haven't had that in so long, which sounds, I don't know what it sounds like, but I just haven't had that in for so long. And yet I needed him to do that. Cause I was just going to freaking stay. So that, and again, that was like not even really dating. It was just like hooking up for, I forget a month, six weeks or something. But sometimes you're, it hurts more when it's that. Cause you're like, I was like, well, I should have done this. <laughs> yeah. You're but like, I wait didn't. a minute. What? I know it's sad. <sighs> I don't know. This last one was rough. I mean, even how long were you guys together for two years ish or something like that? And on and on and off. I mean, I broke up with them for disciplinary purposes. But, <laughs> I uh, got back together with them every time. Yeah. Wow. This was rough. It was a rough one. Were you like I'm tired? Post breakup, the the whole breakup stuff was rough. I mean, we've been breaking up for like two years. Yeah. I just, it was just now. Even going into it, I felt tired. You know what I do? Huh? Because I'm kooky. I'm, I'm a woo woo person. I'm a woo woo <laughs> bitch. Mm -hmm. I get my candles going. Okay. Cutting cord candles, okay. meditations. Mm -hmm. I get real witchy with it. Because in my head, I'm like, this ritual is going to help me I like that. spiritually. I don't know if it actually will. But in my head, I'm like, I'm, the candle's burning, so I'm healing. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I did get it. I was in Nevada City, California, doing a the oh. film festival up there. It's like it's in Grass Valley area. It's okay. in Northern California. OK, weed country. And uh, I did buy a candle like a uh, I forget the exact name, but I'll, I'll text it to you later. Yes, yeah. I did buy my first little woo -woo candle. Let me tell you, once you go woo woo candle, you never go back because <laughs> you're like, this is working. Well, also, I told you I just was in Mexico. My friend moved there a couple years ago and has a place near Puerto Vallarta and then opened a restaurant on Yalapa, which is not an island, but it kind of gives that vibe. It's like in a cove or something. I look it up. Okay. But her restaurant <laughs> is there and uh, you have to take a boat to get there. And on our way leaving um, Yalapa on a couple of days ago, there were several of her friends that were headed to do ayahuasca, but like a more intense version of it. You had to have done it a couple of times. Speaking oh, there's of, like a different name. Speaking of journeys. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is, is it, it's like, is it she, the, the woman described it sort of just, so there was like a, a native to Yalapa woman. I forget her name at the moment. It was my, my friend had opened a restaurant with his mom, mm -hmm. Freddie's mom. And she um, had done it, you know, many times or whatever. And the woman she decided to take was like, this is like ayahuasca on steroids. You have to have done it a couple of times. So did she do it? They were on their way. So so she, Katie was like, have fun. And Freddie's mom was like, fun. <laughs> I, like, it's I not going to be fun. I have things to work Yeah, I was going to say, I think you have to be in a good mindset probably going into that. Have you ever done something like that? I have done like mushrooms and acid. Okay. Um, I haven't done ayahuasca because I'm not in a place where I feel like I'm seeking like yeah, more I, stuff. I don't think it would be good for me. But I have a lot of friends who have done it and I've gotten a lot of clarity from doing <clears> it. I know that if you're on antidepressants, which I'm on antidepressants, so that's why I haven't done it specifically, it's not good because your, your brain can produce too much serotonin. Uh, so 
If you're on an antidepressant, you got to get off of it before you do ayahuasca. And I haven't been in a place where I'm like, I'm going to go off this thing that's stabilizing me. 100%. To like try this wild card thing. But I also like, I'm open to that experience for sure. Like, I think you're thinking clearly and that's a great way to look at it. Like I wouldn't, if you're, if things are feeling good, then don't, don't yeah, rock but if, the boat. But I have friends who have gone through like horrific things and have found a lot of healing in that specific journey um but i don't know have you done psychedelics like i've done mushrooms but probably um, i live in a fear of drugs mm-hmm. and um so yeah i don't like being out of control at all i just don't like the idea of like shitting myself and throwing up in a room full of other people who are shitting and throwing up but yeah. like purging their demons yeah i'm the person that's like don't look at me I'm you know like, as i'm, I'm shitting in public yeah the women had been like only eating raw vegetables eat like their oh, yeah, diet yeah, was yeah. changing so like you have to going. like your diet before like can we pull that up the ayahuasca diet and also you're not allowed to fuck you're not allowed to like take mm-hmm. on new energies so you're I'm like a person that like gets boned right before the guy now so <laughs> I'm like, everything okay down there are you having trouble <laughs> finding your way through the trauma <laughs> ayahuasca diet i i know that like you're not supposed to i'm surprised they're not doing that for like like a coachella diet remember when they did the the bottom diet for gay men no people no yeah yeah they did that on uber it was like kind of a controversy that's hilarious it's pretty cool oh yeah yeah, i vaguely remember now that you said that okay so no No, heavy meats no strong alcohol no pork no beef, no sheep, no tuna, and no eel. The, no hot food should be an obvious. <laughs> Unless you want to barf up crushed pepper. Shit out chili peppers. It's a little sting ring going. Moderate consumption of sugar and honey. Well, I can't do that. F- buckwheats. But what you should have is legumes. Legumes. Sorry, just to clarify, legumes are those beans? Yeah, I believe. Huh. Um... What falls into the legume category? Yeah, what was I, I was just thinking. Oh, lentils? Is a lentil a legume? It's a member of the pea family. Oh, you're right. You know what? I freaking love peas. Ugh. Oh my God. I'm peas not kidding. Are my I would die. Least I, you know what? Favorite vegetable. I would the love way my to dive into them. some warm, perfectly cooked green peas with butter and sugar. And I would dive in like this. Sugar on your peas? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say salt. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> Honestly, like, I've she's on my, another I've, level. I've like, I probably have brain plaque from the amount of sugar I've, I've consumed. But yeah, no salt. Salt, peas, butter. Okay, I don't know. There was like these peas that my mom used to make us when we were kids that really fucked up peas for me. They were like frozen peas. Were they like uh, olive green? A gross green? Yes, and they had olives, little onions in them. Good. Oh, okay. And they had like these like... Pearl onions? Yes! Do you know what I'm talking about? The peas yeah. with the pearl onions? And, pro- and like a triangle carrot. A tiny triangle carrot. Yes, the peas with the pearl. I just remember the pearl <laughs> onions and they were like frozen. Oh, no. See, that is so gross to me. I think it's the pearl onion specifically. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it. What do you think about that? What's, I what? don't need those pearl onions in there, but I... Bird's eye. It's those. Where? Yeah, those. that's a bad... Yeah, because they come in like a block. You're probably I'm going to talk to my mom about this. You're probably dealing with some freezer burn as well. I'm going to be like, hey, you know those bird's eye peas you gave me as a child? That's that, my trauma. That's why I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bowl down there looks gross, but. 
God, I love peas. Ugh. Not me. My like least favorite vegetable. I guess my Can you organize vegetables. the vegetables? I mean, Top look, five veggies. Let's go, Beth. Okay. A steamed carrot is almost like nature's candy. Oh, shit. So good. <laughs> steamed carrot is almost like nature's so candy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, dates are nature's That's candy. That's for sure. But yeah, steamed carrots are good. I love sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Sweet I potatoes like the, might be I like my Japanese one. sweet potatoes that are oh, yeah, white yeah. and yeah. instead of that, the bright orange although oh, yams maybe i like yams too though you know when you're in your 30s when you start talking <laughs> veggies veggie order <laughs> like enough about being a dominatrix let's get into asparagus <laughs> oh, what a wild day wild start to the day brussels sprouts i love brussels sprouts brussels sprouts top oh my god brussels sprouts yam yeah i like broccoli I love broccoli. And if I want to be fancy, broccolini. Yeah, but I'm also over here going like, we don't need all the other part of it, the long part, really. No, the long part just gets chopped. I want somebody to let me know what parts are the healthiest of a broccolini. Am I eating the whole thing? Because a broccoli, I'm eating most of the top, and sometimes I'll eat the whole thing. But like the the treetop is the best part of broccoli. Yeah, it really hits better than anything else. Yeah, so broccolini, it's just sort of extending the stalk. Yeah, but I feel like it's more expensive. It is. It's fancier. It's like a model versus a regular girl. <laughs> well, yeah. the stock contains the most fiber. What? Look, I ate all Mark. the stock. Last night I ate all the stock. I, I got, have you been to Nora? I tried it for the first time. Yes, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I've been there, but not in so long. It's nice. Yeah, I got some, tag, how do you say it? Tagliatelle? Tagliatelle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know what you mean. But I don't know how to say it. And some broccolini. Broccolini is a fancy option. What about beets? You like beets? Yeah, I mean, like, it's so interesting. Am I the only one who, is it pretty widely, what am I trying to say, said that beets taste like dirt? Do a lot of people say that? I think a lot of people don't like them. I have have beets every single day now. I do like beets. You do? In a smoothie, though. Yellow or red? Red, red, yep. I like beets. They're good. They're good for your heart, I think. Certainly I think, not canned. I think they're good for you. I like beets. Not my no. first choice. I agree. When I had COVID, I thought I was dying. I I um took an edible because I was like, of course, I can't mm-hmm. leave the house for two weeks, so I'm gonna have an yeah. edible. And then I'm like, I'm always impressed with your your weed, weed intake. intake. And yeah. then I'm on a fucking edible, thinking I'm dying of COVID. So That's then I'm like, good. I better FaceTime my natural, a natural path. I'm like Venmoing this. Th- you're going to say, I better FaceTime my natural enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like FaceTiming this like natural path. She's like, listen, you're going to be fine. I'm like, am I going to die? I'm like all high talking to this natural path. She's like, have some beats. And I was like, okay. So you. now I'm like, there's something in beats that I think. you? I, so listen, this is what's embarrassing. I couldn't go to the grocery store, so I Instacarted a bunch of things, and I Instacarted like this jar of beets, and I couldn't open the oh, jar of no. beets, and I was just like sick with COVID, like no sense of smell, trying to open the beets, or and strength. then the beets just sat sat in the back of my fridge. <laughs> For like six months. And then I was like, I have to throw out these beets. And they were probably so expensive because they were from like the grocery store in like a jar. Like, yeah. Anyways, that's my beet drama. But, um, 
You still still survived COVID because you bought them. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, well, I did have COVID and I just remember looking in the mirror, dripping sweat and feeling like, should I go to the hospital? Because like, you know when you like look at yourself, it's, it ha- I have these moments that are like sort of tenants in my memory of times I've like stared in the mirror and been like, and remembered it. I've it's not like- a ton. You're not well. But it's kind of like three. One time at Jimmy John's when I was like 17. <laughs> Why? Hammered out of my fucking mind. Okay. At Ohio University. I was like swaying, dressed like Clark W. Griswold. In that scene from <laughs> no. In Germany where he was doing like. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And my my sister was in college and I was there like drinking. And I had just drank like a pitcher on the dance floor. And then I was in Jimmy John's like swaying. Like. No. Looking at myself in the mirror. That's one. And then. There's got to be a few in between I'm not currently tapping into, but another one was COVID. I was like looking in the mirror. I, lo- I just look like a wet dog. And you're like. I was like, Are, should you go to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And then like, and when COVID, and it was still in the beginning part of COVID for me. So I was like, is this what it looks like before you get put on a ventilator? Right. Like you're like getting in and I'm stoned and like in That's my bad. head. And I'm like, okay, I ordered the beats. Is this going to be enough? Like yeah. crazy. We're lucky. That we are okay. Yeah. I got my my neighbor's a nurse, so she had um, what am I trying to say, oxometer? Uh, yeah, oxometer. yeah, yeah. So she, she, I could monitor my my respiratory percentage. Yeah, 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 yeah. My heart rate, and then my fever broke in that after that mirror moment, and I felt instantly better. Really, like my fever broke. And you're like, I'm here. Because it was, I don't recall, I don't want to say the wrong number, but I think it was like 103 or 104 or something. Dude, anytime I'm even 99, like I'm like, oh, it's the end. Yeah. It could have been 101. I don't want ex- to exaggerate. I just remember being like, this is high. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, my sister's a nurse too. So I called her and she says, it sounds like your fever's breaking. It did. Oh my God. When I, why do I feel like I can never find a thermometer when I need one? Well, that hasn't been up my butt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I think I have one, but I never, it's hard to trust That's stuff what you I only use too. once in a while. But can I tell you, I feel the same way, but is that because we were dating in Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to trust the thermometer. It's just like Honestly, science. I've been literally gaslit out my gourd. So I'm recovering <laughs> from thinking I can trust anything that I think. Right. Truly. It's, mm. I'm, um... I guess to quote Maria Bamford, yeah, I'm like a husk. <laughs> I'm a husk of a woman right now. I'm slowly rebuilding. Relatable. Yeah. There's lots of husks of women listening yeah, right now. So we're blowing around not out alone. there. <laughs> we're blowing around out there. Hoping so, to land on a hay bale. Someone come get these husks. <laughs> They're dry. That's my next album. Gaslit out my gourd. Gaslit out my gourd. The what am I I was just gonna say Yeah. What's it called when you repeat did you, sounds? Guh 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 guh. Oh, alliteration. Thank you. See, look who's She's smart like, now. Sh- she went to college. <laughs> I learned that in high school. <laughs> I, was like, I was hoping someone would ask me what alliteration is. Alliteration is. Um, did you go to college and study something? Communications. Okay, okay. Commun- and I have a minor in organizational leadership. So wow. if there's um, someone in need of a leader. You're it. I'm it. <laughs> we can trust you. They get yes. us all in lines. Tallest. To smallest. Everyone, I'm about to lead. <laughs> <laughs> Step Put back, your phones everybody. Away. I'm leading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you know if you want to have kids? Well, I don't. Talk. I know. We. I don't know if we have talked about it. Um, to me, it's sort of, obviously, it's not the same thing, but it's sort of puppy vibes for me. Like, I'm like, I want one. And, and when I'm in love with someone like my ex, I want 
I wanted to have a kid with him. And I pictured it and was like, oh, but also he's in no place to be a father. And I don't have the time to be a mom. You know what I mean? It's more like, wouldn't that be fun to see what you and I make together? And, but yeah. it's not, and everybody's always like, that's an 18 year commitment. And it's like, look in the mirror. Um, what are you <laughs> talking about? It's like a 35 plus commitment. No, it's it not really like 18 is. year commitment. It really is. Yeah. Like if it's an 18 year commitment, then you're a bad parent. <laughs> you can't just be like, you're 18. I call my mom the way I call my mom. She's probably, she's like, Oh man, please get a life. <laughs> I'm busy. She's like, I'm busy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think like when I'm with somebody, I like think about it. I'm like, Oh, that would be nice. Well, but don't you kind of have to do that to stay in the relationship? Like yeah. I kind of feel like it's an evolution thing. Like you have to picture what that would be like to mm -hmm. stay in something. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, and some, and then also like I don't know. There are definitely parts of me that that would like to like access that maternal par parts of me. Which I think I, it would make me a better person. You know what I mean. Yeah. But if I did it at the right time, yeah, it can I make mean, me I've, a worse. Person I've talked to too. women who say like I'm doing it alone. I have to do it. And in in my judgmental mind, I go, but what? Like so to me, that seems like uh oh. Are you are you filling a hole? Are you wanting doing to just not be alone? alone? Well, I know that that sounds very judgmental of me. So I think like if you have a passion for it or this calling, I, I it doesn't matter what I think. But also like, but doing it alone sounds really hard. Oh, it is. Yeah. And But then so, also, even if you have a partner, I think you always have to imagine what it would be like to do it alone. Yeah. Because you can't necessarily just depend on this person. Especially if, you, if you've procreated with a man who hasn't read The Will to Change by Bell Hooks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it needs to be. Are you friends with Bell? <laughs> <laughs> She's unfortunately passed away. But she, she, oh, she left behind a great legacy. And many she left men. behind her money to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I keep it. Honestly, I've thought about um, just buying so many copies and leaving it whenever I do a guy's podcast. I still might do that. I should have done it for you even. You should have. I'll get you one. And the next time I see you, I'll hand it to you. <gasps> Hell yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. The I guess the answer change. is I do want to have kids or a kid. Okay. Like that seems more realistic. Yeah. When you modify it from kids to kid, yeah. it feels safer. Yeah, it does feel safer. <laughs> right? Plural. I'm like, how many are we talking? Yeah. And the, also the older you get, obviously the harder it is to imagine irrevocably changing your life. The longer you go with out something and your body in your body and you could pass that off to someone else if you had the money to have someone else carry it that's the goal mm -hmm. you could do that <laughs> um but then again it comes into like with who and then you need to do the ivf to and then you do have your to stuff like, and put it in her and, and then you got to interview a you gotta trust that person who is essentially the car bitch. driving your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just out there sucking dick and yeah with your child in her yeah <gasps> and then my kid grows up addicted to sucking dick because the surrogate was a whore and, and loving whatever music she was listening to in yeah corn corn you're like loving um, corn. might not be so bad if your kid came out loving corn because <laughs> you're the surrogate i'd be like that's the wrong surrogate <laughs> like, i forgot corn on that list i love corn co on the cob oh corn on the Speaking cob of corn um okay yeah i'm taking too long to answer this i guess i'm just i'm just still thinking about it when you ask well, me it's, it's a very like, it's ugh. a complicated question yeah and like the I older I, I get the more i'm like okay so i was gonna have two now i'll have one Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, maybe, uh, maybe I'll just stick with the dog. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't even have, a, I can't even have a pet because I'm gone road. a lot and I don't want to take care of something. I don't want to come home and take care of something. I know there are benefits, obviously the, 
the oxytocin yeah, yeah, the yeah, convention yeah. of the snuggling. I like other people's pets usually. I love my mom's dog. Um, right. But I don't want a pet because I don't want to take care of it. No, I get that. So I, I don't know. But like it has to be a pet worth taking care of too. Because like some pets, they're just not worth it. The juice is not worth the squeeze. Like yeah. a hamster, if you get a hamster, you're insane. That's more trouble. That's like, why would you bring that into your house? It's not supposed to be in there. I know. I you got to change the cage. Oh. You're building like, you know how it has all those extensions? And tubes and stuff. Dude, yeah. The ca- the hamster's getting a second floor. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to hang out, but the hamster's getting a second floor. <laughs> yeah, it is just a little rodent that probably doesn't want to be there. And it's on its treadmill. Yeah, and is lonely. And it's nocturnal, so it's on its treadmill while you're fucking sleeping. Oh my gosh, I, f- I didn't realize that part. Did I make that up? I don't know. Are hamsters nocturnal? <laughs> After I said it, night. I go, am I wrong? I think you might be right. How do you know so much about hamsters? Uh, like, I'm a big hamster it. girl. No. Hamster head. <laughs> no, I, my family friends used to have one when we were kids. I had one that I took from our neighbor because she like didn't want it anymore when I was a kid. It was named Billy. And it didn't, unfortunately, they it did die with us. Yeah. They don't last long. Yeah. Oh, they're nocturnal. Somebody's a genius. Someone's a genius. You Somebody's know, I have genius. random facts. What are, are you, just... a veterinarian? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they, they part of okay, because they function in lower light with large eyes and retina dominated by rods. The part of the eye that can function in lower light. Their retina is dominating dominated by rods. I don't mm. even know what the fuck that means. I mean, that rods and cones s- are part of uh, your eyes, your vision, and light coming in or something it's ringing a bell rods if somebody was like sorry is this a shower curtain <laughs> somebody was like chlorophyll you know you'd be like oh, yeah, photosynthesis. what yeah, makes plants green yeah good job is that right uh-huh is it right i, think. I can't tell if yeah. we're just like it's part of the regurgitating of like science 101 rods and what's cones. the center of a cell a nucleus good job <laughs> And <gasps> mitochondria. That's where energy is produced in a cell. Isn't that great that we memorize that? Because we're using it nearly every day. Yeah. We're out here talking mitochondrias in green rooms. <laughs> say. See, this chunk is... Whoa. I'm, I'm like, but what are we looking at? Oh, oh, the square. Sorry. Okay. 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 So it's in the back of the eye. That looks like a little computer I a chip. It does. Not all, not all his rods got plugged in. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? My boyfriend's blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. His rod is fucked up. Wow. We're learning a lot about yeah. eyeballs, hamsters. True. And then also like, think about it too. Well, speaking of like, I don't know, having to take care of something. You also don't know if it's going to be healthy. That is one of the things that stresses me out the most. You get a bum kid. It's it's always getting sick. I'm sorry, I, I got to take care of my bum kid. Yeah. You can't say that. He won't stop getting <laughs> sick. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still hung up on it. You, you asked it and I won't let it go, if, if you've noticed. Yeah, I know. I'm like that too because I'm like, I, I get on a loop about it because I'm like, do I freeze my eggs? Do I not freeze <sighs> my eggs? Do I freeze my eggs? But then and when even I, that is a whole thing. The process of freezing your eggs. Yeah, I, I, I'm like the, the, the whole, cause I'm not on birth control. It made me feel not so. Same. So I'm not on that. I think it's, it's psychological warfare against women mm-hmm. and um, it's terrible for me. So I'm not on that. And then, but you have to kind of get on that again 
and then you have to give yourself stim shots. So, you know, your body is going to overproduce. You have to give yourself a bunch of shots so you're like a farm animal. Mm -hmm. And, and then you get like bloated, you, typically, I think. Yeah, and then you, you have to go in for an outpatient surgery and they like a retrieve farm animal. Wh however many eggs you can produce. It's up to you, you know. <sighs> Doesn't even mean you're going to get a ton that would then later guarantee a baby. And then sometimes you get some and then they look at them and they go, those ones are bad rotten eggs. those are out <laughs> they're rotten eggs <laughs> not all not all these we can use so yeah and then you have those as insurance but and then you have to pay rent on the fucking eggs yeah you're like oh sorry i'd love to go on vacation but i gotta pay for my eggs it's like five or nine hundred or something for three months i forget or three years maybe i forget i got an email about a deal on the freezer <laughs> no you didn't i did and it was just felt like it felt like a, what like i don't want a deal yeah. Also, and like, where's the movie when all the eggs like come to life or something? We need that movie when the eggs come to life. Okay, but also then listen um. to the <laughs> my friend is um like in her almost fifty. I think she's fifty. She has three kids, and okay. she before she had the kids, she did um she put her eggs in a freezer, right? Mm -hmm. So she still has like two or three eggs left, and she's paying rent on the eggs, and she's like, "What do I do with them?" Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I don't want to just give them to someone because then they're my kids. Yeah. And then there's like this other, th and she's like, but I don't. Meanwhile, men are like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, or like, I don't want to throw them out because that's weird too. Yeah. So there's this thing that she was telling me about. I forgot what it's exactly what it's called, where they take your eggs and they put them back into you and they just go back into your body, but you don't have a baby. Interesting. Isn't that weird? She's like, I think I want to do that. She's going to do that. Has she, so if she's 50, I actually don't know when people start menopause. I guess it's different for everybody, but it's like putting the eggs back in. I wonder what, what it, it I, just we should like, all know more about our bodies because I haven't <laughs> reached menopause. I haven't even thought about it. So I'm always like, ah, when I hear the word, I know I'm like, I don't so, want to sweat a lot. I had a, I had a friend that, that went, went into it very, very early in our twenties. Menopause. That's a nightmare. And I had to get a hysterectomy. Very soon. No. Yeah. I know. I mean. So then to even, that's another weird thing to go through as a, as a young person where you're like, well, I didn't even know if I wanted kids, but now I, I can't carry. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you don't know if you want to. And then like, right. meanwhile, guys are just running around. I know. Doing whatever the fuck they We're want. We're preventing like, we it for get, so long. We're like, we can get anyone pregnant for as long as we want. It's, it's true. Like, gross. They really they can. Should, their Some of your old daddies can <laughs> yeah. get you pregnant. Yeah. Would you want to have their babies? Any of these old An guys? old guy's baby? It would have to be an old guy who, okay, here's the benefits. Mm -hmm. Their life is stable. Mm -hmm. Figured out. Hopefully. Ideally, they have a house. Mm -hmm. Their job is stable. Like, all of, if all of that stuff was mm -hmm. fucking together and they wanted to, then yes. But also you have to really look at someone who has decided not to have kids at until like they're like 50 mm -hmm. and be like, is this really a choice that you want to make? Because it's such a severe you life You are going to have to start bending down. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to be able to. <laughs> when you say tattoos, like I remember, like I, I always will never forget the, my friend was talking about, he was talking about dating older women and he's like, what's the deal? It's their, their skin's just looser, which always made me laugh. <laughs> so it's like, is there, their ta how do their tattoos age? They look good. They're it a little looser. It depends on the, <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I mean, for me to date an old guy, like I have to be really attracted to them. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be like, it's just an old guy. It's going to yeah. die. I a guy that's going to die before me. That's I, not fun. He's got to be really hot. Otherwise. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've hooked up with one old? Yeah, I feel, well, that's not true. I want to say I could categorize it as, as like three because depending on how young I was at the time. Right. So right. I, I could say three. Three olds? Yeah. Did you like it? There were, there were confusing experiences all around. <laughs> I, it's almost too much to get into, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you hooked up with someone and not liked their tattoos? I'm trying to think. Uh, one of my exes has a tattoo he absolutely hates and almost like constantly is like covering it. It would be like, it would be like if you were always like this. Yeah. And you were just talking. It's like, like more this. trouble than it's worth. Yeah. You just would just get like, covered you just, up. It was almost a tick you developed to cover it up. Right. He was like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he was so embarrassed of it. Uh, I didn't hate it. I hooked up with a guy, and on his back he had a tattoo that said "In God We Trust." Oops. And I was like, you know, that's a, that's a no. And then this other guy who had like this whole like underwater scene oh. tattooed on his chest, Dive and it was in. ugly. It was ugly, ugly, and it was like I, he was really hot. But then, like after it didn't work out, I just kept thinking about the the whole scene he had on his stomach, yeah. and I was like, bullet dodge. I know I wasn't gonna have to look. I didn't want to look at it every day for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. I you gotta that. love them enough to do that. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of my tattooed exes. Um, yeah, I've definitely had a couple. Only I had I, one guy's. Only God can judge me. I, I had one of those. That's crazy. Um, only God can judge me is a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of the other ones. The other one, like one, one was script, but I could barely read it. And yeah, script. If I could barely, it read was it. like across here, and I could barely read it. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like just would not think about it because a couple of them too are like either a mother thing where you're like, ooh, look at that, (laughs) like a mom tattoo. No, I dated a guy. This was the best tattoo ever. He had a toaster. I love Sarah. (laughs) He had a toaster right here. And then there was a piece of toast. It was like flying out of the toaster with a smiley face on it. I like that. And I really liked it. Yeah. And it was on his hip? Yeah. When I say that out loud, it seems yeah, very it feminine. <laughs> well, and what have we learned today? That's okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, he had a toaster on his hip. What's with it a, about, I wonder? Like, I think it could just be a, cute and fun, no, no meaning. He, he liked toasters. To me, it's like, I'm done. This guy. <laughs> you know? Toast. The, the writing was on his yeah. body. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. I'm done. Perfectly toasted. Um... Yeah, no, he, I don't know. He loved toasters. And then he also named his dog Toaster. And then he had the toaster on his body. And then he also had a breakfast show. So there was a lot of toasting okay, happening. Hey, that's all. He, the breakfast show, you buried the lead. Oh, I just. It's like if I one just, of us got a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which Joe DeRosa did and then ended up covering up and then. I don't think I would get a mic. Like this big. Would you? He did. Uh, no, I would not. Have my <laughs> no, I'm, I'm barely hanging on to this job as it is. I'm like, I'm out. I think I'm out. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. I also like, I never, I know everybody experiences it, but whenever you like, I put out an hour or just finish an hour or tape an hour, it's like back to the drawing board and you're like, Oh, I'm not funny. Nothing's funny. And I hate this job. And then the minute I get a couple, a handle on like 15, 20 new minutes, I'll be like excited and yeah. love the job again. Which yeah, honestly, also, I think like, I do. I'm just like, I'm like a hungry, hungry hippo. It's like, oh, la, 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 la. And, and it's, where's the food? It's like, you just ate it all, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm so quick to not just be like, 
feel full and be like, that was great. But also the other thing is like when you do, cause I'm in the opposite position where I have some jokes that I need to like release into the world. Mm-hmm. And then those feel like when you say time. them, you're like, I know they're going to work. Yeah. When I say them, a little piece of my soul yeah. fucking dies. Yeah, and you don't want to be the comic that's doing the same act for 15, 20 years. And you can see why people fall into that because it's easier. The lo- similar, well, not the same thing, but with children, it's like the longer you go, the scarier it is to change things up or try something. Because no matter how long you do stand up, at least for me, it, I guess it's more of a joy when I try something new, but there is, I have to categorize it. I guess it's morphed in me, the feeling I suppose, but there is still like a rush or a race or a nervousness to trying a new bit. Yeah. Trying I, a new bit, the way that I do it, when I'm going to try a new bit, I sandwich it between bits I know work. Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Some To me actually it just depends on where I am. I'm much comfortable in different venues. Mm-hmm. I shine in venues I'm comfortable in and I feel like I'm good at my job in those venues. Same. And I flounder in venues I find don't want me there and I feel uncomfortable and Same. it's not fun for me. Same. And of course it's good to challenge yourself, but sometimes it's like, what if I just stop going there? If I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> If every time I go there, I have a bad experience, maybe I should stop going there. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like, I want to push myself, but then it's like, these aren't your people. You can't make them your people. Right. I I don't know. No, I get that. I get that. But then there's also like that challenge of like, well, they could become my people. Speaking of like, remember when we did Sickler's show at the main room of the comedy store? Mm -hmm. And I think King Ryan is what they call him. Again, no disrespect. It's just like, I don't watch fighting and all that. Uh Uh, But he's like, do you know who that is? He's like a very famous boxer. I think he's about to do a big fight. Anyway, or I don't want to get it wrong. So I apologize if you're listening. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's Ryan Garcia. So he was at that show and all of them knew him. Okay. And, but again, it's because it's not my world. I, I don't know who yeah. that is. It's like, I, I know, um, you know, uh, whatever, Shannon Miller or Dominic Shannon Mucciano, Miller. the Magnificent Seven of the 1997 gymnastics team. Oh my God, Dominic you know I mean? Mucciano. Wasn't she also <laughs> Dominic a Dominic Dawes. And was she a skater or a gymnast? Gymnast. Oh, but well, it's like, I, if I would see them, Mia I'd be like, Ham? Yeah, she was soccer? a soccer player. Yeah. But it's like, I would be excited to see them because I like loved that when I was right. Like, right. Anywho, we all get it. The right. point is, as I was in the hallway after that show, you know, when you just kind of stand in the, off the OR, he did come up to me. Like before he was dismissive of me in the green room, which I'm used to that. I don't really care. I didn't oh, a man like being me. dismissive of me in the green room. That's just a normal <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. And again, I don't think he thought anything of it. I'm not over here going like, he hated me. Right. It's just sort of, he was like, didn't care to talk to me or, you know, he's friends with those guys. And then afterwards he came up to me in the hallway and he has an entourage around him, but this guy's famous. And he was said, I can't remember exactly what it was. I feel like I may be have it somewhere anyway sorry point is he was like i didn't think you would be funny at all he he, he, he (laughs) was essentially saying like i didn't think you were funny at all and then he goes but you're really good at what you do like that and so i will say like again i don't know him i don't know what he's up to it's just interesting because like what you just said it's like well then yeah i guess sometimes that can happen i feel like that can always happen but it only happened because ryan made it comfortable for me do you know what I mean? Like I have to be able to be like, I'm safe here. And it sounds so cheesy and comics are supposed to be tough and can go up anywhere, but I'm very sensitive. 
No, I'm so, and I, I have think fun. most comics are very sensitive. Yeah, and I, Ever, we're like, definitely. that's why we're so fucked up. Yeah. Like, everything's a joke I feel, because I, we're so uh, yes. sad. Well, I'm, a, I'm like a, a, um, yeah, I'm a live wire or like an open wound. What am I trying to say? Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. So, I think that's common though because mm-hmm. it's like you're like a sensitive artist even yeah. if you're not leading with that yes. as being your identity like i'm not a like because it makes more sense so like a poet would be sensitive or like someone like that you're like of course like a poet's in touch with their feelings or whatever yes. but i feel like comics are like that too yeah and, and i agree and yet you know things like whatever i don't know roast battle it's like give, i can't do that because i mean i don't do it either but it's like it makes me it sad. gives people this perception <laughs> that's like well, they, they can take it, they can dish it. And if you can't dish it, don't, whatever, all these little sayings. But it's like, it gives the general public the idea that like, they can say whatever they want to us and, and Oh, they can the be general mean. public will say whatever they want to yeah, us. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. It's sort of like, but you're not skilled. You're not good. Right, so what you're right. saying is just mean. Like you don't get it. You're not talented. Right. So when you were saying the roast, yeah, you're just calling me ugly, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not- a crafted joke, sir or ma'am. Right, just a mean or thought they. you had. Yeah, so I think that's where it comes in. That's why it rubs me the wrong way because I'm just like, oh, you're not good at this. So you don't know how to do it. Right. And I can write a roast joke. Usually mine are too soft. But my roast jokes, the time it takes me to write a roast joke, I'm better off just writing a regular joke yeah. because then I can use it and go back to it and it's in my set. Versus like, okay, I'm going to write something mean and spiteful about this person that I can use one time, one night at this one thing. Yes. And if it came naturally to me and I had like this like mean, like inside of me, like I could write mean one-liners all day long, then like I would be doing that. Right. But I I just can't. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to me. I I, I watched like a little bit at South by and, um. I mean, it was just this one particular battle. I'm not, I'm not even saying it to be anything. It's just my opinion. It was two women against each other and it was just sad. And, and probably uh, because- yeah, No, because their feelings are getting hurt. It, you can I, tell. Yeah. And I think probably because oh. they just didn't prepare enough. Like they, the, a little bit oh. that the jokes weren't strong enough. And it was really basically just like, so you've been molested and it's like, but you've been raped and your dad left and your mom's a whore. It's like, <laughs> and then now they're going to go home and be sad. Yeah. And it's like, and you'll leave and cut yourself. And it's like, they might. Yeah, no, I know. I know. And also like, I think I would be fine saying like one or two main things about someone. But then when I heard it back about myself, yeah. I could go home and be like, is my butt big? Yeah. Do I look fat? Like that type of stuff. And then like stays with you because yeah. it's like, I don't know. hundred percent. It's like the one thing that your grandma said to you or your grandpa said to you will stick with you. Dude, <laughs> the grandmas be saying things left and right. I got roasted too soon. By your grandma? <laughs> my grandma used to always roast. say, my grandma used to always say, I'm going to go put my face on and then lock herself in the bathroom and do her makeup. But I like, I just remember it being so scary to be like, I'm going to go put my face on. Like, what do you mean you're walking around without a face? Like that's how she, it was like, she was such a diva. Um, well that's our podcast. Thank you. I got to go put my face on. Uh, where can people find you? Bethstelling.com. Bethstelling.com. Yeah, or yeah. Are you on or, tour right now? Not really. I'm, you I'm trying to think back. Uh, when does this come out? I'll be in Sacramento. Oh, great. I'll be in Sacramento this weekend. Oh, perfect. At the punchline. So that's 420 weekend. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. 20 through 23, I think it is. Okay, something like cool. this. Uh, or 22. 
Buy so tickets. I'll be there go with see Ron her. Rai and a, another host I picked out, and I feel bad I can't remember her name right now. Um, but I, I'll tell you later. And if you're listening, <laughs> please tell me later. <laughs> I in, get a text later. Yeah. You know who's hosting that show? I Marie Calendar. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, I just sprayed water. <laughs> um, and then I'm doing uh, Dubai, but I don't know if you have listeners. Whoa, in Dubai! You're doing Dubai. When? Me, Otsko, and Rachel Feinstein are performing at the Dubai Opera, May fifteenth. What? Yeah. That's so a sick lineup get a, though. Get a ticket. What? Take that Do you have to cover your flight. arms? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, otherwise, Rachel won't be allowed to perform. She loves to dress. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's restrictions on, on what we're wearing or anything Are like you that. sure? I'll look into it. Um, but yeah, there are restrictions on, on language and topic. You can't say fuck. You can only say fuck. In Dubai? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think it's like air. Yeah. On the side of less cussing for sure. Clean. Oh, shit. Going to Dubai mm-hmm. with clean. My response is like, shit, fuck. You're going to have fun. You're going to go to Dubai and do all clean shit, man. What the fuck? No. Um, all right. Well, that's our episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and subscribing. You can find me here every Wednesday. And then as always, um, this bitch on Monday and then patreon.com slash Sarah Weinchink. I'm coming to Texas with Kim Congdon. I'm going to be there May 10th. May 10th, we're co-headlining at Sunset Room in Austin, but we are going to be doing spots in Texas all week. Look out for that. Cool. And then uh, Westside Comedy Theater, April 27th, 8 o'clock. And um, more dates at Princess Shank on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. See you then. Bye.